Blog Talk Radio. and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, and this is, of course, your host, Tim Harris, and I have a very special co-host for today's show, who I'll introduce all of you to in a second. And this is your unfiltered, full-strength honesty, your source for what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate recovery. My special co-host today, without any further delay, is Mr. Bob Stewart from Active Rain. So, Bob, welcome to the call. Tim, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Super excited to be here. A lot of people know you, Bob, from Active Brain. I mean, you're very, you're the. I think your official title is the evangelist. Is that correct? Or community evangelist. When 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 you're one of the guys that's around at the beginning, you get to make up your title, you know. So that's the one that I picked. (laughs) But yeah, community evangelist. That's good. Does that fit on a business card, though? I guess it would. So. Guys, a little bit of background on Bob. Uh, Bob's been involved in real estate since 2002. He co-founded and responsible for managing operations for 150 agent real estate companies. So this guy has been there, done that. And he's also co-created one of the very first online referral networks. Since 2006, in the beginning of Active Rain, Bob has been educating, motivating, and training real estate agents and brokers around the country. Through live appearances and webinars, Bob has taught thousands of agents the intricacies of online marketing and how to engage online leads and turn them into clients and close transactions. Bob has successfully instructed agents in a wide variety of topics from the fundamentals of successful real estate websites, agent websites, to using social media to enhance an agent's online profile. He is also very well known for his engaging interviews. Well, I guess we'll see about that, won't we? Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> that's yet to be seen. That's what the white paper says about me. Let's let's see what the the real live version is. Yeah, you know, let's see how let's see how engaging this is. So let's talk about Active Rain. I mean, the, you are one of the original guys, and who who are the other guys involved in starting that? I think probably one of the most well known and respected true real estate agent communities online. Tell us about the founding of that. So the the other guys were uh, Jonathan Washburn, who was our CEO, Matt Heaton, who was our CTO, I guess it was our, kind of our lead developer, and then another guy named James Hilliard, who was um, also a developer. And we had all been um, together at the real estate company, and James and Matt kind of created the software and the different you know online tools that we were using at the real estate company. And um, Active Rain kind of spawned out of our real estate company, and, and we had a, a website in the Seattle market that was it just dominated the search engines, and very quickly, and really without even knowing what we were doing. I mean, we were pretty young guys at that time. We didn't have a ton of experience. We had a little bit of – Jonathan had some real estate experience. Um, I had some mortgage experience, and um, all of us kind of collectively had some Internet experience. And so our real estate brokerage just – was crushing it in the search engines, and, and we were generating, you know, well in, in excess of 200 leads a day kind of in the state of Washington, and we created a lead management platform, which we actually called Active Rain, and it was the platform to manage our leads, and the referral network that you mentioned earlier kind of 
was born out of this idea that we had too many leads. Like in the very beginning, we didn't even have agents. We were a paper brokerage, I guess they'd call it today, where we were getting an IDX feed, which allowed us to generate leads. We didn't have our own agents, right? We just had a broker. And so we started by referring these things out. And, and then we started hiring our own agents, but we were still generating so many leads that we couldn't even handle these things. So Active Rain was built to manage those leads. And so that, that you know, happened for a year or two. And we thought, man, um, we've got something pretty good here, but for us, and, and I still believe today, the holy grail, I think, of real estate software is transaction management. Um, every single real estate transaction requires management, and so we thought, okay, well, we're going to corner the market on transaction management. We're going to turn our lead management platform into a transaction management platform. We actually did that, and we put it out there, and we thought this is going to be the greatest thing ever. It was going to be free, and it was going to be kind of viral, and and it failed. I mean, it literally failed. Like, we couldn't even get our agents at our own brokerage to use this thing. And so, um, I mean, literally, like, in the middle of the night, one of our, Matt Heaton, had kind of this idea that we would take Active Rain, kind of pivot, and we would turn it into this real estate agent kind of network. And, you know, this was 2006, right? So Facebook is just kind of starting to come onto the scene. There was some, some other communities. Real Talk was, was a really good one, and it is still a good one, that were out there where agents were kind of getting online in one place and talking to each other. But our idea, because we knew we were pretty good at search engine optimization, was that we would get agents on our platform um, talking to each other, but then we would expose that content to the search engines and consumers would potentially find it. And and that that was kind of the idea of Active Rain, and, and, you know, maybe to rewind even a little bit before that, it really came out of sitting in our, in our own real estate office and looking around and realizing that, like, agents were a little bit hesitant to share what was working, what was really, really working with the person in the cubicle next to them because that person was going to go out and use that same tactic in their, in their market. And so we thought, you know, if we can open this thing up a little bit and let people kind of share without that sense that the guy in the, the cubicle next to him is going to use it, but it would be somebody in Bethesda, Maryland that might be using it or in upstate New York, right? Um, they might be more willing to share, even though that guy in the cubicle next to him could absolutely jump online and read their blog. Just, um, but I think we just kind of got lucky. You know, we were in a real nice spot where this idea of social was starting to happen and people sharing things online and, and that's, that's where Active Brain kind of came from. Well, you guys were essentially, you guys created a blogging platform. That's kind of the evolution of Active Rain before, yep. you know, even WordPress was popular. I mean, so you guys literally created your own software, which had to be an absolute nightmare in retrospect, considering that, you know, WordPress is so ubiquitous now. But at the end of the day, you guys were able to see what was around the corner, you know, and to a high level of accuracy, what happened then, guys, is other agents from around the country started creating their own Active Rain websites, and then they started posting their own content. If you guys aren't involved in Active Rain, you should definitely check them out. So then what happened was, you know, SEO, Google specifically loves Active Rain content, and I mean, loves it, and gives, so you guys start a WordPress a blog on your own, you know, you go through all the labor of creating your own website and whatnot. If it, it, it may never place on the first page under the keywords you're targeting, but if you go and do the same thing for Active Rain, you know, assuming you follow their instructions on how to get everything set up properly, you have an excellent chance. And you know, you've got to be really careful in the keywords you choose, so you're not choosing something that's you know you're not going to be able to compete for. 
But you have an excellent chance of within the first, what would you say, realistically, if they follow your instructions on how to set up an active range site, 60 days, 90 days, they can start seeing placement? I mean, they can start seeing placement within 24 hours. But but, but here's the right. thing, um, you, you know, and that would be on some very specific keyword. Ultimately, you know, in about 60 to 90 days, if they have a strategy and they're pretty consistent in their blogging, they should start to see leads at that point would be um, what, what we the experience we've seen from some of our people that really get in there, that kind of follow the things that we're teaching them. They They write about the things that we're teaching them to write about. Um, you know, after about there's a process, right? The first step is I can see my stuff ranking in the search engine. The second step is I can see people are finding it, right? The third step becomes I can see that once they're finding it, they're be, they're going to where I want them to go, which for a real estate agent would be to my website to look at listings. Um, and then that the fourth step would be I can actually see people registering on my website, and I'm actually getting leads because of my blog. Now um, that's kind of the process, but yeah, I mean. You can get something ranking really fast. Um, you know, the, the process of actually attaining clients is, is, you know, it's a little bit longer, but it's like anything in, in real estate, Tim. You know this. I mean, you can't just go out, write one blog post, sit on your hands, and expect it to, to bring you your next million-dollar listing, you know. Well, but see, you're, you're, touching a on a couple, you're touching on a couple really critical issues, and, and agents need to understand this. First of all, it takes consistency of writing, you know, it doesn't have you guys don't have to you know publish the world's best content you know but it does take consistent uh additional content around your keywords on your word on your uh active range site in addition to that once you capture the lead you've got to be really good at converting that lead and making them into an offline sale i mean so it's not a secret sauce and you know it does take some effort it does take some skill but at the end of the day what you do build if you do this consistently and make it part of your weekly monthly daily plan however you want to do it you do build up this wall of content around your specific targeted keywords that really is, you know, it's there forever as long as you keep on reinforcing the message to, S, you know, to Google specifically that this is still something that you're investing in. In other words, if you're going to be focusing on, say, for example, New Albany, Ohio, or New Albany Country Club, uh, you know, Brandon Neighborhood or whatever, I mean, that would be a great set of words to drill down on because, you know, Realtor.com and Homes.com and all these other big, you know, companies – they're not going to care about those long-tail keywords. So, guys, educate yourselves on this because the cool thing is, is once you've done it and you've done it for a while, it does continue to pay you dividends. You'll have somebody reading an article that you wrote two years ago, and that's the reason you get the lead because they like what you had to say about whatever you were talking about. So there's kind of I mean, a that's nice – yeah. That's a huge part of, 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 I think, the power of your blog is – that you put the effort in today and you just said it, it continues to pay off for you. I mean, we have, we have what I can see you know, in our analytics. There's posts that our members have written five years ago about some specific condo building in their market that consumers are finding today, right, that's leading them back to, to listings in, on that agent's website for, for condos in that building. Like, it's, a, it's something that, you know, you put the work in today, it takes a little bit of time for that work to start paying off. But then it continues to pay off. It's you know it's a little bit different than a postcard maybe that goes out and, and you kind of right. get the the bang from it in that month and then you know it's it's gone. Right. I mean, if you do this correctly, a great blog on Active Rain, uh, great posts that are relevant to what folks are looking to read, it pays you residuals. I mean, it really does. It's like essentially buying a really good stock and basically pays you every single month. So I mean, that's yeah. the mindset. Of course, learning how to be. So what are the typical mistakes agents make? I remember talking about this with Jonathan, and he was telling me that a lot of agents will start sites and they do a couple posts and then they never follow up with it. That's, he said yeah, that was one I mean, of your guys'. 
you know, I think that's definitely right. The you, people they, maybe maybe they expect more out of it in the beginning than than what it pays off immediately. So this that idea that you know you're not able to just kind of be consistent with something, I think that would be a mistake. I think the biggest mistake that I see, not just agents on Active Rain, but maybe real estate bloggers in general, is they're not blogging about topics that are going to bring them real estate clients. And it, look. I, I think there's absolutely a place for writing about like local businesses or, or just things going on in your area so that you kind of get exposed to um, consumers in your market, right? Not necessarily people that are looking to buy or sell right now, but you kind of get this exposure and you'll see a lot of these kind of community events or local businesses being written about or just, or even like stories of agents, um, you know, sharing stories. But the agents that really, the members on Active Rain that really understand like who they want to do business with and are able to to create content that's geared towards that person. So maybe the mistake is people try to be too much, right? Like I think about a lot of the agents we had with us when we had our brokerage, and we were in Seattle, right? But there was agents that they would sell houses from Tacoma to Everett, right? And that's 50 cities in between Tacoma and Everett. And, and and a lot of people with their blog will do that. They'll think, oh, I'm going to write about Tacoma, I'm going to write about everything, I'm going to write about Bellevue, Redmond, Kirkland. The people that really focus in, like there's one lady in Seattle, her name's Courtney Cooper, and I, I love using her as an example because when she she kind of did the same thing at first. She got out there, she's blogging about, you know, Seattle and Bellevue and Kirkland, and, and then she decided, you know what, um, I want to be the houseboat queen like she she decided in seattle we've got i don't know if you've ever seen the movie sleepless in seattle but there's kind of these iconic houseboats and and we've got uh on lake union and into lake washington and the mont lake cut and there's all these houseboats and floating homes and she there was another guy who offline in seattle um was kind of that guy jim duckton i think is the guy's name and um and she said i want to be that person online i want to dominate houseboats right and so she just started focusing her blog content on houseboats, right? Houseboats for sale on Lake Union, houseboats for sale on in the Mollet Cut, um, talking about issues that, that houseboat owners might, might come across. Just everything she did was focused on that niche, and it really allowed her to blossom in that niche. And so I, I guess maybe the, the, probably the biggest mistake is people just, they use the shotgun approach where the most effective blogs are ones that really target in on some niche. And, you know, Tim, you, you come across agents every single day. This is a problem in the industry, I think, that people want to be, you know, seen as somebody that will sell a house anywhere. Look, Courtney doesn't not sell houses that aren't houseboats, right? I mean, she, she does. But she's really captured that little piece of the online world as it relates to Seattle houseboat. I mean, you do any kind of a search for floating homes, houseboats, anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, and her website is coming up, and her blog posts are coming up, number one. You know, at the bottom line here is nowadays, uh, and you're, you're, it's absolutely true. You've got to be, if you're going to be a successful realtor, you can't be a generalist. You have to be a specialist. Um, and that's what folks want. Now, the interesting thing also is the folks that are finding her blog in particular – are the ones that have already decided what they want, and now they're just trying to find a houseboat in that example. The people yeah. that are uh, going to the uh, your new overlord, Zillow and whatnot, and just doing these big general searches, they're not they're not very far, generally speaking, in the buying. Uh, usually, they're not very far down the buying cycle, so they're just in the generally getting started, looking for a property type mode. Whereas when folks are actually saying, okay, I want to live in this particular neighborhood of this particular city, maybe in this particular you know, house or whatever, 
then those leads are fantastic. It's the old, you know, the, the other phenomenon, I, I don't know if you're noticing this too, Bob, is people are going back and really driving neighborhoods, prospective buyers. They're really oh, yeah. driving. You know, so funny. I, just, I just read a blog post today. My girlfriend and I are looking for a house, and we've been doing that. We absolutely go online and look, but then we head out to those neighborhoods, um, and then we come home and we Google the neighborhood, and you know, we drive by a sign or something in a subdivision, and we're like, oh, you know, I've never seen that sign. I didn't even realize it was called that. And we come home and we Google that thing, and a lot of times we are finding like real estate agent blogs written about that specific subdivision. Well, and see, that's the thing. Where ultimately, if if you're going to be a long, if you're have a plan of being successful in this business long term. You know, that's your mindset. You have to be a, a really specialist on a specific thing. And, yeah, sure, it's entirely possible that means you're not going to get some transactions that would have otherwise happened in a different market, you know, whatever. But it's easy to focus in. Now, don't make your area too small. I mean, realistically, there has to be thousands of homes in the area that you're deciding to focus in on because if it's too small, there literally won't be enough sales velocities and you won't, you won't make any money. So you just touched on something very interesting, and, I'm, and you're in this world. You're breathing this every day. And, um, so do you get the sense that there is almost a rejection of uh, or the beginning stages of uh, uh, people in their 20s and 30s who've grown up with the Internet, who've grown up being wired, who've grown up being told that you know everything is done online, who are almost like rejecting that and looking for something more real, looking for – like something uh, that's a little bit more, uh, I don't know how to tangible. It. Like I, well, yeah, tangible. tangible. I mean, I noticed, I noticed in Austin, let me give you an example. I'm a car nerd, right? Okay. So mm-hmm. I noticed in Austin that there are guys that I'm 44, and there are guys that are 24 now that are getting really interested in the types of cars that maybe their grandfathers would have been interested in. There's like in, in Austin, which is one of those cities like L.A., like New York, like um, – you know Miami, where you see the starts mm-hmm. of trends that then ex, you know, expand, and I'm seeing this this return to people wanting to reconnect with analog, reconnect with tangible, like you said. Is that just my observation, or is that something you're seeing as well? Um, you know, I think that as it relates to the real estate industry, like there's so much information out there. I mean, it's literally just like if you go on go on Trulia and just look at the stuff they have on like one of their listing pages. There's just so much information, and I, my girlfriend and I really talk about this all the time as we're going through. You know, I, I I may have lived in one one place, like in Seattle. I lived in Bellevue for uh, 12 years. I knew every neighborhood in Bellevue, but I literally could have gone to the next town, let's say Renton, and I don't know the neighborhoods in there. I don't know, and so I go online. And I start to look for um, information, right? But there's so stinking much of it, Tim, that it's just a it's a deluge, right? It, it, after a while, it just becomes it's almost like just a fuzzy screen. And I think that maybe that return that you're talking about is people needing somebody to interpret that for them, or at least that's how I kind of see it in real estate, right? And I think the agents that are really that really look at a place like Zillow or like Trulia, these, the people that look at those with an adversarial and an adversarial manner, I don't think they understand that, like, at the end of the day, consumers still need that local on-the-booth expert to interpret all of this data that we've been sh- that's been shoved down our throat for the 12 months that we investigated where we wanted to live, right? And so somebody that can take kind of all of that stuff that we think we know as we show up and really put it in context so that I feel like, like, wow, you know, this person added value. Like, they were able to 
to, to help me just make sense of all of this, this neighborhood data and this, this crime data, all, just all this. Uh, so I think maybe that's where there's kind of this, look, in, in our world, the data is out there, and every day there's some new company promising some great way to, to make the data even better. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, we've been experiencing this. Like, I, I, I need somebody to kind of guide me, right, because there's so much. Like, I, it's not my full-time job to look for a house. If it was, maybe I could make sense of all of that stuff, but, but it's not, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, the more connected we get, the more wired we get, the more data that we have in our faith, the, the more people kind of long for just somebody to help me make sense of all of this. You know, you're touching you're touching on something very interesting. It's, I, the visualization I was getting while you were talking was like a pendulum swinging. You know, back in like uh, when Zillow came online and Realtor.com and all that, you know, there was sort of this pendulum that was swinging towards agents becoming almost like junior league technologists. And and I hear, I'm hearing what you say because there's almost an over and abundance. There's almost like an oversaturation of data. And now maybe the pendulum is swinging. The consumer preferences are swinging back in favor of that direct contact, you know. So it's it's fascinating to me to see agents struggling with, okay, I got my CRM built, I got my drift system built, I got my this, that, the other, and it's not working like it used to. I see this all the time when I'm talking with folks that are considering hiring us to be their coaches. And they're saying it's not working like it did, and they assume that there's something wrong with them, right? It was working before, and now it's not working. There must, you know, they actually have taken it personally. And, I, and it's like you guys were smart back then to be in front of the curve and become online, you know, get online and figure out how all that stuff works, at least at some level. And now the new trend may be, I'm not so sure, but I think the new trend is going to be what Bob and I are talking about, basically becoming someone who can take all that data and set it aside and just basically focus one-on-one with that client and really provide a high-level service that says this is all nice information and static, but at the end of the day it's almost overwhelming. There's something that's happening uh, evolutionarily with this technological thing that's happening in our industry. I don't know where it's going to end up, but I do know that the agents that are doing exceptionally well do have all the online presence, do do the lead generation online, do have all that established, but they no longer count on it to be the sharp end of their stick when it comes to lead generation. They're now relying on themselves, their skills, knowing what to say, knowing how to help that customer. So where that goes a year from now, I'm not really sure. Speaking of things that have changed really quick, (laughs) so as of last week, I guess you're tentatively now working for Zillow. What the heck is happening? Active Rain, then it got Market Leader, and then Trulia, and then Zillow. I mean, who's left? I like to think of it as we're just a very valuable commodity. But, I mean, the reality (laughs) is, you know, Active Rain in the scope of, like, Trulia's acquisition of Market Leader, a a very small piece. I mean, a very small piece. But, um, and then in the scope of Zillow's acquisition of Trulia, obviously, even a, a, I mean, a a minute piece almost. But, you know, there's interesting stuff going on in the industry right now. And, you know, I, I can't talk too much to the Zillow acquisition. I mean, I literally, and most of us heard about it today. Everybody else heard about it. I mean, there was the rumors the week before. Um, but, you know, we, we heard about it officially just as everybody else did. Um, and, and really, we don't know what the, uh, even sitting here, I don't have any inside knowledge on what the future of that is, right? That thing will close in 2015. And, and having just gone through the, the truly acquisition of market leader, when, when we were told about that originally uh, and everybody found out it was going to be, hey, it's, you know, it's going to be sometime in the future that we start to look at how these two things come together. And, 
you know, a similar thing that's happening now, right? We all know about it, um, but it's going to be sometime after that thing closes that they start to, to think about how this thing's going to come together. Uh, you know, for me, um, I have a completely different take on the truism as well as of the world. And um, if you have a minute, I'd love to share it. I, have, I would love it. Let's hear it. Okay, so, you know, um, I mentioned our real estate brokers and the fact that we dominated the search engines. And search was a lot different, you know, back in the mid-2000s. Um, but, but we dominated it. And we were a broker inside of the Northwest MLS in the basically Washington state. And we didn't have any agents. We didn't have any listings. But we had an IDX agreement and a broker that allowed us to get these listings and put them online. And so what ended up happening in, in that scenario back then is we got all the leads, right? The listing agent didn't get the leads. Now, like the IDX had a thing where we had to put the listing broker's name on the page somewhere, and we put that at the very bottom of the page so no one would ever see it, right? And and we were able to generate leads on, you know, using these other brokers' listings. And not only that, once we started hiring agents, then we were actually able to recruit agents away from those other brokerages, having used their listings to generate the leads we were using to recruit them. So when I listen to people look at, like, Zillow and True and they say, you know, things like, oh, they're taking our leads and they're, they're taking our listings and they're selling our leads back to us. Well, first off, they're, they're not taking the listings, right? The listings that get there are, are sent there, right? Either the broker makes the decision, the brokerage makes the decision, the MLS makes the decision, or the agent themselves makes the decision to send the listings there. But think about for a second what would happen if those, if those disappeared, right? If those big boys disappeared, Zillow, Trulia, and Realtor.com is really a part of that, too, even though it's got the NAR branding behind it and, 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 and agents not in the know kind of look at Realtor.com, but they do the same thing, right, as these other portals. If those were to go away, what happens? It's not like all of a sudden that one agent who has a crappy web presence is going to start getting leads on their listing, right? What's actually going to happen is so one agent in that market is going to now be number one in the search engine. And in a lot of markets, it would end up being somebody like Redfin, a competing brokerage with you, or it would end up being Remax. Or, or, but those brokers who get the leads, they're not just turning them over, right? They're taking it like, you know, NRT just announced their whole web campaign strategy that the, ends up being like a 35% referral. Or, so the idea that these companies, these portals are taking the listings and, and selling the leads back, and if they were to just disappear, everybody would get the leads on there. That's just not the case. The people who should be really upset about these guys, but funny enough, are guys like Sam DeBoer. There's a guy in Seattle, Sam DeBoer. That guy ranked on the first page for almost every single search. His website does. If those guys, those big guys weren't around, he would be number one. But guess what? He's not lamenting that. He doesn't care. Right? He just keeps working his butt off, and he gets plenty of traffic in that third position, or you know, in, in some of the long tail searches, he's definitely number one. But this idea that we look at these guys as 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 adversaries, I just I don't know, and I think a lot of that is is flamed by the well. But hold on, Bob. This this, okay. this is a popular topic on our radio show, and they are adversaries. Okay. Of course, they are. But it's not. But I'm not in disagreement with a single thing you just said. But of course they're adversaries because anybody that gets in the way between you and your client or your potential client, especially that is essentially extracting a fee from you, yeah, they're adversaries. But here's the but flip Jim, side. it's not your potential client. It's just a person in their house who goes on the internet. And and well, had they so, not... but here, but Bob, it, listen. That, you know, I love you guys. <laughs> so, but I, I'm gonna look at. I used to. Julian, I used to sell a crap ton of houses. And here's how this is going to evolve. This is how it's going to play out 
in my humble, reserving the right to be totally wrong opinion. Okay, okay. so <laughs> Zillow is going to have to get into the referral fee business for real listings at some level. And, and from again, from a boots-on-the-street real estate agent's perspective, that inevitably, what, what will happen is you'll have this relationship with your centers of influence and past clients, and they'll somehow connected through – I mean, it happened with NRT. It happened with relocation. I'd get great past clients, and you know they'd all of a sudden get hired by some other company, and there'd be some relocation company that'd call me up and say, you know, if you want to list the house of your past client, you've got to pay us 40%. What? That was my past client. That was the relate. That's my neighbor. And see, that's mm-hmm. what happens. And when that happens, mark my word. When that happens, there will be an actual backlash from the industry. On the buyer agent lead selling side, I actually truthfully think that Zillow and Trulia have done the industry a huge favor because the fact is, is they have, um, especially Zillow, if we're being honest, they've done an exceptional job of delivering a brilliant consumer experience that, frankly, Realtor.com should have done but didn't. So Zillow did, and it's incredible. I use their stupid app on my phone. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So the reality of it is I can, is can now publicly say so do I. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Well, it does. It works. It works great. It's inc- you know. So that's something that our industry, vis-a-vis through Move.com, should have done, and they may do it, or NRT might. Do, or I'm sorry, Realty might. Who knows, right? But at the end right. of the day, if it wasn't for Zillow and uh, Trulia and Realtor.com, there would be a lot of agents that would be starving big time because they wouldn't have any source of leads. These agents that haven't learned how to be listing agents that have to buy buyer leads who literally that's really the only source of business. And, you know, for some agents it works great. I've, I've got coaching clients, um, especially on the mortgage side right now, interestingly enough, you know, given your background, that love the new program that Zillow just came out with where they kind of partner with an agent and all that. That seems mm-hmm. to be working well. So is it universally bad? No, of course it isn't. But when it, they do cross the line, which inevitably I think they'll have to in order to con- continue their you know, run-up in revenue and their great story and their stock increasing in value, yeah, they're going to have to get on the listing into the business. And when that happens, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It'll be interesting to but, see if our industry here, actually here, says here's, that's too far. Okay, so here's my take on – and this is with absolutely zero inside knowledge at all. But when I just look at, and this is before we still even made the announcement, actually, when I look at their business, they understand that people only buy and sell a house once every seven years, right? right. So they want you on their website in that intermediate time between when you buy and when you sell. All those seven years. Otherwise, if you don't, they're not a brand, right? So I, a lot of the things that they're doing, are, I believe, and, and then, again, with no inside knowledge at all, I, I think some of the stuff that um, for future growth will be based on what happens between when somebody buys and when somebody sells. Um, you know, obviously, there's, they, they, they know what the potential market is for realtor spending online, and they know how much spent offline and it's going to move online. And I think a lot of their growth is there. Uh, I just – you know, home game used to do the referral thing. Uh, I, it's hard for me to believe they would make a change to that. But that, that requires a whole new method of collecting, right? Well, you know, well how do you okay. know somebody well, closed this? You, you remember house values, right? Yeah. Yeah, started in your town, worked really well. Yeah. Well, a lot of the guys, you know, a lot of the lodge- Yeah, exactly, right? right. So mm-hmm. a lot of the guys that started out house values, and house values, when it first came out, Julie and I were house value subscribers. Now, this is well over 10 years ago. I mean, Hell, it's even longer than that. But house values work great 
and then it got oversaturated. And the same thing might happen with the whole buying buyer leads thing. But at the end of the day, you know, it's inevitable that they'll have to cross the line and get into – they're going to, you know, cultivate. They're going to then, you know, essentially check for the motivation of the seller. And then they'll – and you know what? In that exchange, if they're actually generating the lead, uh, you know, calling the lead back, checking the lead for motivation, and then referring that lead off to an agent – that, in my mind, is a valuable service that agents should consider paying for. Truthfully, you should pay yeah. for a referral from a really great listing lead. You should. If, Bob's, if Bob and I are selling real estate and I send a lead to him and I expect him to pay me 25 or 30%, and he'll do it happily every single time. And, and, and so, as an industry, we've, we've agreed that's an acceptable practice. Yeah, Exactly. Are but we that, willing to so do it with somebody that's not really in the industry is the question, right? But that's the Tim, question. I, I, I just I I think the growth in Zillow though is not going to be on the backs of brokers and agents. I, I I really think at the end of the day they have a lot of focus. And again, I don't know this. It's just if it was my business, this is how I would be looking at it. They have a lot of focus on that time between when you buy and sell. Think about all the stuff inside of that cycle that if every time you thought about something in your house, you went to Zillow to get the answer for it. Think about what you could sell around that. Think about who else becomes potential advertisers for you. There's a lot in that. And I think that their you know, 10-year plan has to do more with that than it does with squeezing every last dime out of a broker or a, a real estate agent that they can. Well, someone I interviewed, I, I'm sorry I'm having a brain fart right now, but a really brilliant guy who's a broker in California, hopefully Tim Ventura, who's my admin for this call, will chime in and tell me in chat what his name was so I can give him credit for this thought because it certainly wasn't mine. But um, he, he used to work for, I think it was LoopNet. He was one of the executives or the founders or something. And what uh -huh. they started doing is charging the users, as in not the brokers putting the content on their website, but actually charging the folks that wanted to look at the content so as you just said, there's probably not a whole heck of a lot more revenue that can be squeezed out of the agents because every study that's ever been done says there's as low as 150,000 and as many as 300,000 agents that can afford to spend anything, let alone Zillow's ad average monthly ticket, which is around right. 300 bucks. So you're dealing with a, you know, a tiny, tiny, tiny market, and Zillow and Trulia have 100,000 users now, right? So the reality of it is, is maybe the money's to be made, exactly what you just said, starting to provide really quality content that consumers are willing to pay for. There's videos I watch on YouTube. I've been watching them for years. I go and click on a video to watch, and now it wants $4.99 a month. I mean, there is, there is a precedent for charging for valuable content. So, Bob, honestly, I hope you're right. I, I honestly hope you're right because you're right. As soon as they I, just, start, I just think there's so, much, so yeah. much opportunity in that time when a consumer is not buying or selling, but they're still thinking about their house. And I think at the end of yep. the day, Zillow wants to be that place you think about when you think about your house. Literally, whether it's changing my carpeting, whether it's painting the outside, whether it's, you know, seeing what it looked like with a pool in the back. Like, I don't know. There's just, when the way technology is moving at such a breakneck speed, like what we can do in our house today and, and how we can plan that and online is, I just think that's where they want to be. And there's a lot I, of growth I totally in agree. Spot. I think, actually, Bob, I think that's brilliant. It's a great way um, to, for us to wrap up the radio show because you know what? There, 
you're right because after there's been all kinds of studies that have shown that after somebody buys a house, they spend like thousands of dollars. Yep. And yeah, man, yep. bet- between those in that seven year interval between real estate transactions, I mean, how much money do you spend on a house or a condo? It's constant. It's a freaking black hole of expense. And even more, how much do the people that want you to spend money with them advertise? Right, the Home Depots of the world or the that's right. Like, those are the companies that I think that you know a long term Zillow plan looks to, to take money from. <laughs> Yeah, and I agree. I think they're going to keep pushing. They're going to keep pushing revenue to you know from the agent community now. But I think their plans on developing the the platform are. I don't know if it was me again. I have no inside knowledge, but that's where my my head would be. Well, when Spencer retires, and um, and they and since now you've worked at all these different companies and you become the CEO, you can you can implement it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, By the way, uh, Tim Ventura told me, Mark McLaughlin was the guy that had that thought. So, Mark, if you're listening today, um, I th- think it was brilliant, and so now uh, have our uh, thousands of listeners. So, Bob, we're going to wrap up. Anything in particular so we can kind of direct this conversation? And I really appreciate the spirited conversation on what is a very controversial topic. I really appreciate you um, not backing off of it, as most people do, to be honest with you. Um so let's direct this back to Active Rain. We're supporters of Active Rain. I don't know if you know this, Bob, but we're the first advertisers on Active Rain. We actually had a time you guys into doing it. I, I do know that. Yeah. You, you, what, what's, uh, yeah, you guys have to call us. We, we need to think about renewing our ads again. But in any event, so yes, guys, consider Active Rain. You guys ask me all the time, Tim, I need a website. No, you don't. Consider an Active Rain blog. And you're, so you have different levels of financial involvement. Uh, let, let the listeners know what they, what they, how they can get involved with you guys. So ActiveRain is free to, to go in and set up a profile and, and, and start blogging or commenting or interacting with the, you know, the 340,000 other real estate professionals that are there. But, um, and, and that's free. We, we have one product, and, and it used to be $49.99, and, and one of the, the advantages of having Tula and Mark Lear on the team and now Zillow is it's now $19. So for 19 bucks a month, that gets you what we call a Rainmaker account, which allows the content that you create to be made public, be indexable by the search engines, you know, let consumers be able to find that stuff. It makes the links that you would point back to your website follow links so that you can get some SEO value out of the content you create back to your own website. Um, you know, we've, we've done a bunch of remodeling in the last year. We've got the site looking very current and, and, and um, updated. We've, we've just launched some really cool new kind of social tools where you can tag other people and get other people involved in the conversation. But, look, even if you're not somebody that says, oh, I'm going to start a blog, right, I want to start writing content, Active Rain is an amazing just learning environment. If you have a question, some concern, something you don't know about, something you want to learn about, I mean, we have over 4 million blog posts that have been written since 2006, about just about everything and anything. So um, Active Rain is just a library of awesome content. We've got a great community of people that are just always there to help and reach out. And um, So, you know, I, these days, less and less agents spend time in the office, and Active Rain becomes kind of this online water cooler where you can get that interaction with your peers, find out what's working for them, um, ask questions, but then also, hey, if you want to do the Rainmaker, you want to pay the 19 bucks a month, you can have a blog on there that will reach into the search engines. And we've got a thing called Boot Camp. So if anybody is, is thinking about doing an Active Rain blog, you'll want to check out our Boot Camp. It's, you'll have to listen to me for a little while, but I take you through just how to blog, what to write about, um, how to create calls to action so that you can generate leads. And we really just walk people through the steps of becoming a real estate blogger that's actually generating business because of your blog. And, you know, you guys don't – Bob, they can get – if someone was better at doing talkings, for example, than they are at 
writing. They could there's different you know, we could show them how to go about uh maybe doing a recording and having it transcribed and have that be your blog post. Or you if you like some of you guys like doing videos, your your blog your blog could become a blog, you know, video blog and you could basically you know, and Bob would show you how to you, you just put the video up there, then you have to put a pretty robust description so the search engines can find it. So guys, you don't have to think, oh my you know, because I hear it all the time, right? I don't want to write. I want to hire somebody else to write. Don't hire somebody else to write. Do it yourself. And who cares if it's not perfect? It doesn't really matter. You know, at the end of the day, people love the authenticity of, you know, maybe some misspellings and some grammatical errors. Imagine that. So don't get so stuck on being a perfectionist. That's just an excuse for procrastination. And and all of you who email me every single day and all of our coaches asking about who should I use for a website, there are a lot of killer websites out there. But really, guys, for the money, for the most bang for your buck, how can you beat Active Rain? If the site's done, you don't have to administrate it. You just have to provide content for it, and it's already gotten proven long-term killer search engine optimization. That's where you're going to get your most bang for your buck. If you still want to create your you know, pretty multi-page interactive WordPress blog later, do it later. But for 19 bucks a month if you're involved in the other um, you know, products, how can you go wrong? So, anyway, so one of the things that, 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 that I mean, a lot of our members have, have WordPress blogs now. They still, they still participate on Active Rain, but – it's a commitment, and, and and to go out like a WordPress blog, you're either going to learn how to set it up yourself, which is going to take you a lot of time, or, or you're going to pay somebody. Or you're going to yeah, right, or you're going to pay somebody, and then if two months from now you get burned out and you realize I'm not a blogger, well, you just wasted that that seven hundred dollars it cost you to get the WordPress blog set up, or, or whatever it is, right? So in a lot of cases, Active Rain becomes just kind of this proving ground, right, where I can get content ranking in the search engine, but I can prove to myself, like, is this something that I want to do in my business um, without a big investment? But here's the bottom line. Here's what to think about, right? So if you ask an agent, and I do this all the time, so why do you want a website? You know, I ask that question. And they always say, well, because I think I have to have one. Okay, you have Mm -hmm. to have one. I kind of agree. It's an online brochure. So what is your point of having your website? Well, I want to, you know, generate leads. Okay, so if you want to generate leads, you can go and do it on your own. And for you to do it on your own, you're going to have to do, and the list is like endless. Or you can go to uh, Active Rain, and you basically can probably start generating leads, as Bob said, within a week. I mean, if you're honest, to, now, can you make a prettier looking website not using an Active Rain site? Yes, you can. If your sure. goal is to make Absolutely. money and generate leads, you know, then your answer is pretty clear. Anyway, so yeah, so go to Active Rain. Um, and uh, basically from there, you know, click on – where do they click on the website? There's, 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 it's pretty obvious. If they've never been on Active Rain before, up in the top right-hand corner, actually, when you land on the on the homepage, activerain.com, there's a form right there that somebody could fill out to create an account. Um, and you'll, you'll be off and running. We'll, start, we'll send you an email, I don't know, every other day for the first week, kind of letting you know what's going on and um, inviting you to some of the different trainings and stuff that we have around the site and getting you the, the resources that you need. You can always reach me. I'm bob at activerain.com. I, I get the, the distinct pleasure of interacting with our members on a daily basis. That's part of what being the community evangelist is. And so I'm always here to help anybody who's really – I mean, I, I love nothing more than getting a real estate agent on the phone who I can tell just is going to do this, you know. Um, and, and then they're the type of people that once a week I get a question or two from them for the first two months, and, and I get them some, some good answers back. And, and three months later I turn around and look, and, and they're sharing a success story. So – 
Yeah, um, that's awesome. And they're making money, and they're helping people, and, the, and it, it reinforces itself. I mean, the, you know, the secret sauce to making this work, guys, is consistency and making a long-term commitment to it. Don't, you know, it's like anything else. It's going to probably realistically for you to have a substantial presence around your keywords. It's going to take consistent effort that's going to last, you know, take six to 12 months. Have that in your mind. But it's going to be worth it because it pays. And what else can you do real estate marketing-wise? I can't think of a single thing that pays you dividends. You do work today. It could potentially create leads that generate income tomorrow. That's kind of kick-ass and not very often. The only other thing that that is like that that I can think of in the real estate space is awesome customer service that leads to referrals. And and that's that's the, the you know the the holy grail for a real estate agents out of business built on referrals. But this is one other thing that can really pay dividends over a long period of time without that additional work on a day to day basis. I agree completely. Other than new content you would create, but Mr. Bob Stewart of Active Rain Market Leader, truly a Zillow. And if I forgot any, I apologize. Thank you for your <laughs> <service> today. <laughs> Tim, uh, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. This was fun. <laughs> Great. Everyone have a wonderful day, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. Bye, everybody. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.